The FAA has announced new procedures intended to guard the privacy of flight movements in the age of ADSB. Here's what business aviation operators need to know. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. This podcast is brought to you by Scudero, the software that elevates your flight operations. For Pete Combs, I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news. The FAA's January 2020 deadline for mandatory equipage of Automatic Dependent Surveillance Broadcast, or ADSB, is fast approaching. ADSB is an important tool as it provides a much higher level of situational awareness for air traffic controllers and even other aircraft over conventional radar. However, ADSB also transmits an aircraft's registration and its unique address code issued by the International Civil Aviation Organization, or ICAO. That information can be used by anyone with an ADSB receiver to determine whose aircraft is flying overhead or just landed at the local airport. Now, the desire to conceal an aircraft's movements is nearly as old as the Internet itself. The first commercial flight tracking website came online in the late 1990s, and that made it as easy as typing in an aircraft's tail number to follow its trips across the country. That's obviously a troubling situation for companies and individuals wishing to keep their flight movements private. NBAA responded to those concerns more than 20 years ago by working with the FAA to develop the Blocked Aircraft Registration Request Program. BAR allowed operators to opt out from sharing this information with commercial vendors. But until recently, there wasn't a way to protect this identifying information sent out in the ADSB environment. NBA has for many years been a strong proponent of retaining privacy. And, you know, for the last 10 years, we've been looking at the implementation of a ADSB out role. But what that also means from a surveillance standpoint is that our surveillance information is out there on a much more recurring basis. So every second we're transmitting our location and details about our operation. Heidi Williams is NBAA's Director of Air Traffic Services and Infrastructure. So Heidi, it sounds like efforts to shield ADSB information have been in the works for some time. We knew that there was an element of ADSB that we had to work really closely with the FAA and others to ensure that retainment of, of the privacy aspect for those who wanted to block some key information about their movements. So we, we've been having that dialogue for many years. We we actually uh, got Congress involved and, and they provided some great guidance and legislation around this area. We also, through our advocacy on the Next Gen Advisory Committee, which Ed Bolin, our president, sits on, has been very vocal, uh, again, in pushing for some type of solution that would enable members and, and operators to be able to retain that privacy, as well on the Equip 2020 standpoint, where NBA is also represented. Um, so any and every avenue that we could pursue to ensure that there was some type of privacy solution in place prior to January 1st, 2020. The FAA has now announced that solution, or solutions, as this involves two interrelated efforts, the Limiting Aircraft Data Displayed, LAD, program, and Privacy ICAO Address, or PIA. LAD builds upon earlier privacy protection efforts by focusing specifically on data shared by the FAA to third-party flight planning services or tracking entities, regardless of the source from which it was derived. 
Ladd replaces the previous BAR initiative, and the FAA will automatically transition operators currently enrolled in BAR to the new program. The second method to guard operator privacy, PIA, involves configuring an individual aircraft's ADSB equipment to transmit an alternate, temporary ICAO address, one not tied to that aircraft's named operator in the Civil Aviation Registry. Together, these two initiatives shield an aircraft's identifying information from view by anyone who's not the FAA, an air traffic controller, or an entity authorized by the operator to see it. Doug Carr, NBAA's Vice President for Regulatory and International Affairs, explains. At a very high level, this is a great recognition by the FAA that, that privacy is an important condition of, uh, of certain capabilities that are needed for the national airspace system. And working with FAA over the last 20 years since, since we first started with our privacy program and now have seen some real value coming from the agency in terms of these advanced programs, I think is a real victory for privacy and for, for business aviation. The FAA has been a real partner with us for many, many years, and especially over the last several, as we have worked to define what privacy looks like in, in the world of ADSB. So, Doug, I understand that LAD focuses on information shared at the FAA level, while PIA addresses information coming from individual aircraft. Could you walk us through how that works? We do see the capability of having the PIA program uh, be a real game changer for those companies that need some additional layers of security by allowing them to update their ICAO code to, uh, to an unpublished code that does not translate to a tail number or their aircraft registry. It will definitely depend on the capability of the aircraft and the avionics as to whether or not this is a viable solution. There will be varying levels of, of investment needed by the operator to determine how frequently this solution actually looks like uh, something they want to invest in. And, and then quite honestly, what is, what is the maintenance involved in terms of updating this code should they choose to do it? Um, I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all solution for everyone, and many operators are taking a look right now at what it means to change their ICAO code. But I think we're pretty confident that should operators need this additional level of security, the, that this is really going to provide some comfort that in knowing that when they fly in the U.S. airspace system, they're not going to be able to be tracked uh, from, from a personally identifiable information perspective. Coming up, we'll speak with operators about these new programs and their concerns about protecting their flight department's movements from prying eyes. But first, a word from our sponsor, Scudero. Scudero is one powerful, intuitive solution for organizing all aspects of your flight operations. Whether you operate a large fleet or a single jet, Scudero can be tailored to fit your needs with customized integrations to any of your existing platforms. Access your operational data from wherever you are and enable your pilots to access relevant information using the Scudero Crew app. Elevate your flight operations with Scudero. Go to scudero.com to learn more. We're back with NBAA's Doug Carr and Heidi Williams and our discussion of two new FAA programs, Limiting Aircraft Data Displayed and Privacy ICAO Address, to protect the privacy of ADSB identification data transmitted by business aircraft. 
Also joining us now are Bill Ryder, an aviation department manager, and chief of maintenance Greg Hamelink. Greg, I understand your company has experienced the very kind of situation these new programs are intended to address. Please tell us about that. As a publicly traded company, obviously there's a number of uh, individuals out there that may be interested in in what our company is doing. Um, and we did have a scenario like that uh, earlier this year where uh, somebody tracked aircraft to a, a location here in the U.S. Uh, it's seen it on a, on a regular basis and, and made some uh, uh, assumptions, uh, incorrect assumptions, that, that we were in the process of purchasing another company. So it, it made, the, made the news headlines. Um, in turn, it, it affected uh, our stock negatively. It affected uh, the other company's stock uh, in the same way. Um, and, and it was just uh, uh, incorrect information. And, and that was one of the first calls we got uh, within our aviation department is to say, hey, you know, it looks like somebody looked at the travel of our corporate aircraft and, and may have had some, some input into their assumption, uh, albeit incorrect. Bill, you have a similar story to share. We've been part of the bar program for about 10 years now. And it's important to us being a privately held company to keep those cards close to us. Just like Greg, we had a similar instance where being private and the principal's distant relative says, hey, what are you doing uh, in this location? And he started tracking him. And even though we were blocked, there was workarounds. And it's concerning to the principal that that continues, even with the limited blocking on the vendor level. Doug, I understand one key improvement of the LAD program over BAR is that it provides the FAA with a greater level of enforcement authority to address such concerns, correct? The FAA is really going to up their enforcement of companies that currently and in the future will have a connection with the FAA's data feed. Many of the the companies that provide some sort of flight tracking today have a component of their product that relies on the FAA's data source. Operators that participate in that going forward will have to agree to abide by the privacy requests of of operators. And should they not do that and operators find that their information is being displayed, the FAA is going to be much more aggressive in determining is this this a programming accident or did something not go as, as expected or is it a willful violation? And I think what we're going to be seeing is, is a welcome increase in FAA's enforcement of, of companies that are found to be not compliant and having aircraft tail numbers and operations that should be blocked end up being tracked in whatever way that ends up happening. So Heidi, what can operators do now to enlist in LAD and what steps are involved under PIA? Operators can today go to the LAD website and immediately sign up for LAD, just like they would have the BAR program. We would encourage operators, if you're thinking about joining this program, go ahead and do that step with LAD. The PIA solution, which is really changing that ICAO code or getting a new ICAO code, in the near term is going to be issued by the FAA and and they will have a website that you'll be submitting those requests. We're right now working with FAA to help them test that site and make sure it's working as it should so that in the very near term, 
folks will be able to then go on to that PIA website in addition to the LAD website and go ahead and request that new IKO code. That you are gonna have to have a call sign when you do submit that PIA request as well. Congress mandated the implementation of ADSB privacy protection initiatives as part of last year's FAA reauthorization bill. Lawmakers also set a 2020 deadline for the agency to implement those measures. So while many of the requirements to participate in LAD and PIA are already in place, some aspects are still being defined and should be clarified as we approach the start of the new year. It's also important to note that neither LAD nor PIA currently apply to the privacy of international flight operations. That will be determined by aviation authorities of individual countries. However, the FAA's efforts could ultimately form the basis for similar privacy protections when operating overseas. This is clearly an evolving situation, and to keep track of the latest developments, be sure to follow NBAA's ADSB resource at nbaa.org forward slash ADSB. That's without the hyphen. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan podcasts at Apple's iTunes website, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock, and thanks for listening to Flight Plan.